Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Henry Ward Beecher said, God pardons like a mother who kisses the offense into everlasting forgiveness. (laughs) The word says that as far as the east is from the west, so far have I removed your transgressions. So if he would do that for us, we got to do the same thing for others who have hurt us, offended us, gouged us, devastated us. Whatever they've done, you've got to forgive them. Then if you really follow Jesus, you have to pray blessings over them. I'll get it out. So we're going to look at pardon for just a few more moments. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. It's an invitation from God. Come now, let's reason together. Meaning this, let's talk about it. What's on your heart? What's on your mind? Let's talk about it. No, 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 no. Not out on the world scene, in your prayer closet, wherever you meet with the Lord. And that can be anywhere. It doesn't just have to be in a prayer closet. He's saying, let's talk about this. You don't have to tell everybody else. Just talk to me about it. Come on now. He's a good, good daddy. The Bible says we can actually say, Abba, Father. You can talk to your heavenly father and go, what in the world is going on? The other night I was going over to Bronson for a meeting. I believe it was Tuesday evening. And um, I just screamed going down 27. Some things I probably shouldn't even tell stories about. I don't mean lie, tell stories. And I just screamed. I said, God help. God help. That was the end of our conversation. If you can't be real with God, who are you? Because he made you. (laughs) So have those conversations with him. Come now, let's reason together, says the Lord. Because he knows what you and I won't admit. He knows what you and I will not admit. Though your sin, mine are not. Though your sins are like scarlet. I don't like that word scarlet because Ohio State's colors are, never mind. Oh, boy, that hurt. So now you're really saying, I told you, that's a wicked university, Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. And though they are red like crimson, okay, Alabama, they shall become like wool. God's not hard to get along with, and I'm not messing with his word, but I'm trying to help you to see, though this might be a little bit difficult to handle, we can have some fun with this. God says, I see what you don't see, and I really want to take care of all of it. Let's talk about it. And before you go to somebody else and try to set the record straight, let's go upstairs and get it right. Psalm 51, verse 7 and 9. We're talking about pardoning. We're talking about what one individual experienced as a former president. God says, I want to do that for everybody. I'm in the Oval Office of Heaven, and I want to write across your account, pardoned. Whew. Listen, and I've been around a little while, 
I spoke to a colleague the other day, and they said, so how long have you been doing all of this? I said, over 40 years. I have met people who don't believe they've done anything wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that we were born in sin, and in sin did my mother conceive us. So something was wrong from the get-go. Thanks, Adam. I don't mean our Adam here in the house. I'm talking about Adam and Eve, okay? <laughs> Adam's going, what the heck, man? I thought you were a pretty decent coach, but now you called me out. No, I'm talking about the original sin issue, okay? Adam and Eve started this thing downhill, and only the cross can reverse it. <laughs> um, I don't know how it happened. We put some um, pine straw out around various places in our home, and we have noticed that we have a visitor that I cannot stand. Let me explain so you don't go, whoa, he didn't want anybody visiting. We have found that there's a snake out front. Well, you might not have a problem with that, but since the Bible already talks about the snake, I don't have any time for any of them. I don't care what they look like. I don't like any of them. Dang thing. It's got to go, okay? I cannot stand. I do not care for snakes. I do not care for snakes. But here's what I want you to see this morning. It is real easy to play the role of the snake. In one of our presentations with our students at Focus Center, we shared with them there are two types of people you stay away from. Big egos and snakes. That's human nature, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I need the cross. So that any of that snakish behavior will be eliminated in my life. I can't give you the reference right now. I hope no professor listens to this at Southeastern. But there was a research done and there are two types of people Hello, young people, that you want to eliminate from your life. And that is those who have ultra big egos and secondly, snakes. They are two components that destroy organizations. <laughs> Hello? I'm not, even, I'm not talking about the church. I'm talking about organizations. I'm talking about companies. The church is not an organization. The church is the kingdom of God. I gotta make sure you understand there's a difference. <laughs> Jesus dealt with a snake who actually was willing to walk up and kiss him. I'm just saying. And you know what he did at the end of his life, how he took his life. Hello, Judas. Psalm 51, verse 7 and 9. Wow, time is moving fast. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. How many know that just by reading God's word, that God's word begins to wash us in here? Just in these next 15 minutes before I close, right now you should be going, man, keep, keep giving me the word. Keep reading God's word because the word washes us. Robin and I were out at Walmart yesterday together, which we don't do very often. Because I don't like to. I go when there's nobody there. And she said, hey, we need some more soap. I said, let me get some Irish Spring, because that's what I used to use back in the day. And I love to have a clean shower. 
I mean, I love, I'm talking about God's word in this simple illustration. I love to take the Irish spring. She doesn't like Irish spring. So I said, get what you like. This is what I like. Hello? You've got to be able to compromise in a marriage to make it. You've got to have a little give and take. If it's got to be your way and not their way, uh-oh, rut row. And I love to take that Irish spring and put it up there where there's no hair and just, oh, yes, that feel good. Oh, baby, is that clean. It's the same thing with God's word. Watch this. And by the way, extrinsic motivation is never successful. It's always intrinsic. It's where the Holy Spirit dwells. But I can't wait for this afternoon, even though I've got a packed uh, evening and, and things that I have to have done before midnight. I can't wait to go and listen to Pastor Bishop uh, Curtis Stacy because I'm going over there. I want a word. In fact, I even said to my wife this morning, I said, I hope he comes to me and says, the Lord has showed me this. Now, here's a word from the Lord. That's why I come to church. When I'm hungry, I want to go get good food. Man, I, I mean, the last place I would be would be in a church where there's no word. That's the last place I want to be. I got better time management than that. I'm a good steward of my time. I'm not going to go in here and have that. I'm not in no social club. I want to be under the sound of the gospel so that when I pick up God's word, it feels like Irish spring. Going, oh, yeah. Oh, baby, I'm feeling good. Never, I'll stop right there. I love my Irish spring. Watch this. And you can look at here and see. I love God's word. And when he speaks to me, man, I highlight it. I underline it. I write stuff there because I love for him to wash me. This week, find someone that needs to be pardoned and wash them. What? Go buy Irish Spring and wash them? No, no, no. Forgive them. Forgive them. And let it go. And don't put it out on social media. Guess what? I forgave five people this week. I want to see how many people like that. Are you kidding me? How much more shallow can we become? I had 500 people like the fact that I forgave somebody. Woohoo! <laughs> Gotta be kidding me. <sighs> okay. Psalm <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> 103, verse 12, please. As far, and there's that verse, as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. So I have one sister left, thank God. No, I didn't mean to say it that way. Or as Coach Wilson likes to say, was I thinking out loud or did I actually say that? <laughs> Come on, lighten up a little bit. So my one sister is already in heaven. I shared with the teenagers her life story, etc. But I have one other sister that lives out in British Columbia. There still is a gap between the two of us. I thought it was going to be closed back... I forget if it was not this one. It was a year ago because we were at at, uh, at Barbecue Bills, and I got a phone call, and I thought, oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah, we're going to build a bridge. Oh, heck no. No, we blew that bridge up. So, so, so that's got to be repaired. And so guess what? Sometimes it doesn't always feel good with the Irish Spring. <laughs> so the word... For me, is build a bridge from Florida to BC. Are you kidding me? That's a long way, Lord. Do you love how we talk to God and rationalize our way through? 
Y'all understand what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 9, verse 6, coming down the stretch. We were looking in the Old Covenant, because a lot of times people will go, man, those scriptures are Old Covenant. Okay, how about New Covenant? Matthew 9, 6. But to prove that you, to you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to pardon sins, so we're without excuse because he left that behind. Are you with me? Are you with me for about 11 minutes? Are you with me? He, man, I've never seen that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He left behind the authority for us to forgive others as he did when he was here. So when you forgive people, you're doing it with the authority of Jesus Christ. Uh, That's what makes it stick. That's what makes it last. And that's what makes your desire and your dream and all of that come to completion in your life. But to prove to you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to pardon sins, he then said to the paralytic, rise, take up your bed, and go home. Ah, he's got power. And now he's given that power to you. How many can say, Emmanuel, God with us? Let's say it together on three. One, two, three. Emmanuel, God. You have power. Now distribute that authority by pardoning other people. Distribute, distribute. Great leaders always work on the threshold of distributing. They empower other people. And they turn the lights off so that nothing comes back to them. That's why Jesus was so quiet at the cross. Come on, church. But down the Via Della Rosa, you know what was going on. Hollering and screaming. Social network was going all over the place. Facebook was jumping and pictures and people cussing because somebody else was willing to pick up his cross. Can you even imagine what that looked like down the Via Della Rosa? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Tomorrow we're going to celebrate one of our great leaders, and I believe that he was a great leader. Dr. Martin Luther King said this, forgiveness is not an occasional act. It's a constant attitude. Oh, like I didn't want to put that in there. You got to be kidding me. Dr. King, are you kidding me? You never know what leaders are going through until you start walking like God wants you to walk. When I began to read some of the stories of the stuff that man went through and how much hellacious activity was placed against him and his family, oh my goodness. Down the stretch, Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. So when we pardon, we are showing the attitude of Christ. And the Bible says, it's not going to be on the screen, this is another verse. Have this attitude in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. His attitude was, I'll pardon you, I'll forgive you. And that's what he wants us to do. Someone said a good marriage is made up of two good forgivers. (laughs) That's how you keep a long-term relationship. And don't get into this, if you will, I will. (laughs) You go first. No, you go first. You like to be number one anyway. Go ahead and. Come on, church. Come on, church. Like, I mean, it's like, you know, when Rob and I have a little difference or whatever, it's like, okay, come, come on. And she's going, hmm. And I need to step up and go to her because I am to get this church. Gentlemen, we as men are to love our wives as Christ loves the church. That's our job. That's our call. 
And there's no getting around it. I'm to love her as Christ loves the church. What did, what did God do for the church? Through his son, he died and he pardoned us. So I have to do the same thing. And she's very reciprocal. She's probably forgiven me more than I've forgiven her. And all the ladies said, amen. I knew they'd say amen. Because, come on, guys, a lot of times we drop the ball more than they do. And all the men said, amen. Amen. Whoa. All right. Hmm. Last verse. Down the stretch. The message this morning has been about what? Pardon. Forgiving others. Man, I remember how um, diabolical it was when President Ford did that in 1974. Ooh, this nation was in an uproar because they wanted, man, they wanted Nixon. Man, they wanted, of course we do. We love to see somebody else go down for the things we do. Not at the Watergate level, just at our level. Glad it was him and not me. Glad it was her and not me. Glad she's pregnant, not our daughter. See how I can bring that down so it makes sense? Hey, I'm, I'm sorry for them, but I'm glad it's their son who's on drugs and not ours. See how that works? It's that same mentality that we had as a nation before we closed with this last verse. That's how we felt as a nation towards Richard Nixon. I'm not talking politics. I'm talking about human nature is built for wickedness. And without the cross, that's how we would live. But because of the cross, we're going to move forward and we're going to have holiness in our lives. What's holiness? Well, it's not the lack of hair or your hair up in a bun and long dresses and no makeup. It's the ability to pardon people. Somebody should have shouted right there because there's still many churches that believe this is what it means to be holy. You dress a certain way. You carry your Bibles. Are you kidding me? It's me being willing to pardon others. Here we go. Let's see if it's true. Oh, yeah, here we go. Matthew chapter 6, 14 and 15. By the way, God, God was among us. His name is Emmanuel. So Jesus was God in the flesh. Let's see what God has to say. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So if you will not unhook the guilty, we remain hooked. Uh, two quotes down the stretch. Oh, Lord. So I got to build a bridge? Yes, my son, build a bridge. It's going to take me a long time. <laughs> Come on. Come on, y'all. <laughs> I mean, that's a long ways from there to way out in British Columbia, Vancouver. Lord, that's going to take me the rest of my life to build that. But that's okay. Just before I go, we'll make it all right. Come, Hello? Come on. You may not be playing that game, but there's a game you play with God. Come on. So check out these quotes. C.S. Lewis, a great writer, said this. To be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. Whew, what a writer. Oh, by the way, did you know he used to be an atheist? C.S. Lewis was an atheist. Brilliant mind, and he was an atheist. Well, God turned him around, so he's going to turn you around too. So during the course of this year, you can ask me, how's your bridge doing? (laughs) And last quote for this morning. 
this message hurts so bad. Because <laughs> I want to be rock solid, but I don't feel like pardoning everybody. I want to be a rock solid believer, but I don't care. Darn it, they started it. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many phone calls I've taken this last semester. Uh, Mr. Weber, Coach Weber, um, who started that situation? Well, it really doesn't matter because they were both in it. <laughs> oh, jocks. Here we go. Corey Ten Boone. Oh, my goodness. Corey Ten Boone. Oh, Adolf Hitler. Corey Ten Boone. Listen closely as we get ready to close. Forgiveness is an act of the will. Oh, Jesus. Not only are you talking about my attitude, now you're talking about my will. Listen, forgiveness is an act of the will, and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. Can I read that again? You want to hear it? Corey Tinboo, home with the Lord. I would love to tell you the story. Have you, how many have read anything about Corey Tinboo? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Forgiveness is an act of the will, and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. Music, please. I cannot tell you how many times I've told the Lord, you don't know how my heart feels right now. You don't understand how aggravated, frustrated, I won't use other terms that would frustrate you. But if you can't have a conversation with God, you missed Isaiah 118. Come now, let's reason together. Hello? Can you break it down to where you can go, man, this really P.O.'s me, God, and my heart is so severed and so cracked and so broken, there's no, no, my will says no because of my heart. Well, she just reversed all of that. She just said, regardless of the temperature of your heart, your will can still function. Well, Corey, I didn't need to hear that, and I don't appreciate it. See what happens when you're on the hook? But we are on the hook because we won't let anybody else off the hook. Keep dangling, sucker. How's it feel? Hope it hurts as bad as it hurts here. Not <laughs> Thank you. Not, not knowing that you're both hooked. God wants to unhook us this morning. So in my, so in my devotional time this morning, Pastor John Hagee, one of my favorite writers and a man of God, has a blessing for us this morning. Isn't that cool? How many know that the Bible is filled with blessings? How many know that pastors have a responsibility, shepherds, pastors, have a responsibility to make sure blessings overtake you? I'm going to read this blessing over this house. And God's going to enable us to start building bridges and let people off the hook. (laughs) He's going to change our model. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you, giving you his peace. Let me pause right here. As this resonates in your heart, I'm going to invite you just to stand. Not coming to the front, but if this resonates in your heart, I'm going to invite you just to stand because the blessings are going to begin to hover over you. For example, 
I've been praying since the first of the year. Peace, peace on the campus, peace in our community. Peace versus bullying. That's just one issue. So if anything begins to resonate in your heart, just stand and go, yep, I'm taking that as a blessing for my life. So let me start again, and I won't stop. I'm going to read it all the way through. You're invited to stand as you hear this incredible pastor's blessing from Pastor John Hagee. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you, giving you his peace. May you live under the spiritual authority of God. May Jesus Christ be the Lord and Savior of your life. May the kingdom of God on earth begin to manifest itself because of your obedience to the will of God. I feel the presence of the Lord. May his favor, his power, and his blessing be poured upon you because you have submitted to the ultimate power, the spiritual authority of God himself. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray together. Father, there are those that are standing, but the blessing will continue to hover over everyone like Irish Spring. They're going to feel different, smell different, look different because of that blessing that you've just placed. But there are those that are standing right now specifically in response to the anointed word that you gave Pastor John Hagee. And Father, I ask that you will bless that gentleman and his family and the ministry. And then I also ask for those that are standing on those specific areas, I ask that they will permit you to unhook them, that they may unhook others. And may we who are standing and those that are seated, may we begin building bridges, not walls. And may the love of Jesus Christ take over every area of our lives. I thank you this morning for your word. I thank you for President Gerald Ford. I thank you for what he did when the nation opposed, but it was right. I thank you that we're going to do what is right and we're going to pardon those who have trespassed against us. And we ask that you would pardon us when we trespassed against others. I really sense the Holy Spirit here. I am not trying to prolong the service, but I want to give him time to fix some things in your heart and in your mind. It started from the moment you walked in here, the Lord began to work and minister. The worship began to fine-tune The video set the course. The message declared with clarity that we are rock solid when we pardon people. You are rock solid people. Let us go out this day and pardon individuals. 
Holy Spirit just reminds me of one thing that I want to share with that heart that is so open. There's a heart that is so open before God right now. Spirit of the Lord shows me that there are those that will never understand what you went through, what you are going through. He fully understands. And out of his understanding and his sufficient grace, he's inviting you to pardon them. Go ahead and pardon them. You will reap blessings, not only for your life, also for your family. For those that watch the legacy of your life, God understands. It's okay. Now, Father, we thank you. And we praise Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.